Sangin Podcast would like to appreciate everyone who has listened and watched our episode. On behalf of the podcast, we would like to encourage every one of you to follow and subscribe to us using whichever medium you choose to listen to us. This increases our outreach and makes us bring bigger and better guests for amazing stories. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sanyin Podcast, this amazing episode. I'm joined by Mr. Valentin Moyo, who has his own podcast. He's a PSD stress coach, and um, he's here to share a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Uh, Mr. Moyo, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me, JP. It's a pleasure. Um, okay, first things first. Um, how would you describe yourself? Who is Mr. Valentin Moyo? Oh, that's a good question. You know, actually, I struggle with that question a lot because I'm the sort of person who doesn't like, I don't necessarily enjoy or take pleasure in talking about myself. So it's um, usually when people ask me that question, I stumble and I miss out a few key details because I just want to get it over with. So I'm going to try my best to do you justice as much as I can, really. So how would I describe myself? I would say, okay. I am the sort of person who enjoys helping other people. I um, I consider myself funny. My, maybe some people don't think I'm funny, but I might consider myself funny because I don't really take myself seriously. So I, I end up just being a very lighthearted person. And I try to listen to people as much as I can and be as attentive. Yeah, I think that's where I, I suppose I'll leave it because I don't... Yeah, as I said, I'm pretty awkward when it comes to this sort of thing. I don't really enjoy take pleasure in that yeah okay and um as i earlier alluded to um how i got to know you is mm. through your witcher channel and the work you're doing at men are human too where you highlight the struggles that we men go through in terms of our mental health and everything like that um mm -hmm. tell me about it what inspired you to start it? so initially what inspired me to start that was mainly because it's for the same reason that we spoke about earlier that there aren't many platforms just for men that discuss things just for men and obviously also my life experiences also contributed to that because what i noticed was that as a as a black man it was increasingly difficult for me to number one just almost sort of be myself uh, and just figure out my way and secondly in terms of dating and also to figure out how to date because I feel sometimes there's not enough guidelines for us out there. And also, I think when I was at uni university, uh, what, there's, there was an incident that happened that w there was a person who knew a course mate and that person ended up sort of committing suicide. And I just remembered to one of the interactions I had with that person and I felt guilty from that in some senses because I was asking myself, could I have done more in that situation? Because I think you think back to the last interaction you have with somebody and you realize that actually maybe if you did some things better, you never know what that could have done. You know, you never know what decisions they, they could have taken after you had that chat with them, what influence you could have given them. So initially that was one of the key motivators of trying to also contribute to this, I, I suppose, uh, 
plethora of information that's out there in the media, which doesn't also include men. It's some kind of does, but not really in a more compassionate and sort of a gentle confrontation way. Um, and, and I think, you know, most, I wouldn't say, okay, some men are raised to grow up with this macho man tactic of you shouldn't express your emotions and you shouldn't mm-hmm. um, show your weaknesses. Um, how do you overcome that in case you're having a conversation to a man who has that rigidity? So that's a really good question, actually, because that that's one of the key contributors as well that made me start this. Because as a, I went to a, a boys' school, an all boarding boys' school, and over there, that's when it's almost. I think I would describe it as it's prison, but not really prison. So it's just a step down, and that macho self. I feel most of the times is just to protect us. Most men usually put that front to protect themselves. And if a guy is being macho, macho, most of the times is that person is projecting a front that don't mess with me. I so that because if you're projecting a front not to be messed with, people are not really going to poke too much. They're going to very tread very carefully around you. And you also, most of the time, I feel some guys project that macho vibe so they can have their way. So how do I deal with it? I, over the years and also becoming a coach and also on my journey, I've realized that in most cases, not engaging with that macho-ness because if you engage with it, it just aggravates it. So it's just presenting yourself as a person that I pose no threat. I am just talking to you as a person sort of most of most some people describe it as i see you type you know it's like i i see you as a person i'm not challenging you as a man because i think of the, the there's in here in london or in not in I'm, I'm not from london but here in the uk in london or some parts of the uk even in the small town i live in the macho sort of persona goes to a point where if you look at someone they're like, what are you looking at, right? And then it's like, well, I'm just like looking at you. It's like, I'm, I didn't really mean anything about it. Because sometimes you can just lock eyes with someone without intending to disrespect them. But I feel that macho-ness, sometimes it gets to the point where people don't even know how to control it. Because if you look at them in a way, just like, I see you, they think like you're threatening them. So I think the way I've approached that mainly was just me being myself and just trying to be as authentic as possible okay nice nice and there's this question that I've, that i usually ask myself do you, do you think the world is becoming more fair to women but less to men so do so you do i think the world is becoming more fair towards women and less towards men yeah oh i wouldn't say that that would be a <laughs> yeah no that would be i suppose that would be um making an assumption but I, 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 I see where that point is coming from. I just think the world is changing in the sense that women have always managed to be open. For women, it's okay to cry. It's okay to go to your friends and have brunch and just the majority of that, it's them sharing their feelings and them basically describing that how they feel or what's challenging them. Whereas for men, we've always been closed off. And we probably do that with a very select few number of people. But at the end of the day, we end up not doing it at all. 
because of the whole macho and the boys don't cry, you know, man up concepts. So I don't think the world is becoming fairer towards women. I think the world is changing in the direction that women want more now because, you know, we're at a position where women weren't even allowed to vote or even own anything before. But fast forward to 2023, we are at a place where women are allowed to have this thing. So you were having this, they call it the boss, boss chick mentality. And, you know, this, I don't know what, boss lady, or they have these, these uh, titles they give themselves, which is okay. I think women are, are meant to also be strong and also dominate. But I also, what's, I think what's happening in that sense is you have the, the, the people who are so extreme that they say women don't need men which is creating a very strange dynamic because we need each other. We've always needed each other. So when you have a society that's screaming that independence, independent girl, I want to be this boss girl who doesn't need a man, that's creating a very strange dynamic, which I think it's not being directly unfair to men. I think it's it's amplifying one thing and it's just confusing the dynamic of, like, for example, traditional families, right? traditional families are not being valued anymore which means women are just want to go and and um you know pursue their careers women want to own things and that takes them a long time so which means because if a woman is in a family and she has to have children and kids she needs to take away time away from that so if women are being encouraged to pursue themselves and be selfish which is okay people need to be selfish to a certain extent but if that's perpetuating that sort of ideology, it means that the family unit is being broken down, which essentially means men, women don't need men and men are being shy to approach women in the sense that you get these girls who go to the gym dressed absolutely in a provocative way, right? And they're doing these squats and they're pretty much showing their bodies in a very sexual manner. But then when men look at them or approach them, it's like, oh, he's a creep. He was even looking at me while I'm doing my gym session. So you have that dynamic. And I'm not saying this, all women all women do this. That will be unfair. But I'm saying there is a culture right now where everybody, men are, are sort of scared to do certain things or even masculinity. There's this term, the toxic masculinity term, right? Which has got men even afraid to express themselves in a way that's, masculine and to say no i like this and i i'm sticking to it so men have to, to dumb themselves down but i'm not sure if that answers the question but i don't think there's a direct unfairness towards men but i think it's just sort of implied yeah yeah you've, you've highlighted something that um that i want to just have your opinion about the mm. toxic masculinity movement um <laughs> Oh, misogyny. Uh, you know, people like Andrew Tate and all those who people are looking up to. Yeah. What's your take on it, though? Because me, I'm confused also. Mm. I'm confused. <laughs> it, it is a confusing concept because, okay, well, maybe if we start with the term, just the term itself, toxic masculinity. So toxic masculinity to me, I personally, in the group, the, the men's group that we that I created, at one point, we tried to discuss that term, and in other groups as well, I've seen that term, you know, being attempted to be defined and discussed. And 
there's a confusion. People don't even have a set definition of what toxic masculinity is because in part of the, def the definition of toxic masculinity, you have sort of, um, they allude to stoicism, but then being stoic is not being toxic, right? Being stoic is just being sort of indifferent and also expecting that life is going to be unkind and that I'm going to approach life with this notion that something terrible might happen. So if I'm strong and I am steadfast within myself and centered, very few things are going to shake me. So that's confusing the, that term toxic masculinity, which I'm, I still, I'm still not sure what it is, but then I suppose if we're moving on to the next thing, which is Andrew Tate, he is projecting this hyper masculine, like, you know, you need to work out, you need to get money, but the way Andrew Tate is expressing himself in the sense that he says he he's been said to imply that women are men's property, which is not correct. Right? Women are no longer men, men's property. So I think the way he's expressing his views, people are just latching onto that. Like, okay, this is it. This is what we mean by toxic masculinity. We don't, you know, so then that's being lumped in with the fact that men are not able to express for, for example, right? Let's say for women, women can easily say, I don't want the guy who's short, shorter than me. Right. I don't want to date a guy like that. I like tall guys. And that's like, Oh, you go queen. Yes. Get yours. But when men say, I don't want a woman who's overweight. It's like, Oh wait, what, what are you on about? Right. It's like, what are you talking about? So, there's that there's always that double standard in that dynamic that men are not being able to express themselves or really say what they really feel and what they really want. But you're getting these guys who are at a higher level and they're confusing terms such as high value man and the high earning man because that's being lumped in together because these high earning men who are at a position of status have these cars and the money have the ideologies and the concepts of the world that is very cutthroat because they're business people. So they approach the world in a very um, sort of savage and direct way, which is not filtered. And that's being basically said to us, oh, it's trickling down to everybody. It's like, if you have money, then you're probably going to be the guy who thinks that, oh, I need to own my woman. And my woman is, you know, I tell her what to do and I can control her, which is extreme if you ask me because i think relationships are a beautiful thing and it's a partnership there's no one controlling anybody it's a partnership you meet in the middle and it is supposed to be a union that celebrates the masculine and the feminine but yeah i, I i'm not sure if i really answered that correctly but i i'm also confused jp as to the toxic what is toxic masculinity and it's just a lot of confusion going on but i i guess yeah that's how i can sum it up that there's high value guys who or high earning guys who are have a bigger voice and the way they're voicing their opinions is being really lumped in with oh this is toxic masculinity and you shouldn't be like that you should be humble you shouldn't say things to in in a degree that upsets other people right so i think that's what's confusing the, the people because if you can it's called if you can express yourself in a stern way without being offensive to other people but being direct and being true to yourself and what you want like we said for example about not wanting women who are overweight being able to say that and own it 
without insulting other people because okay for example i take care of myself i would love a woman who takes care of herself as well right that's a different way of framing it as to say oh i don't want a fat girl nah right that's more aggressive so i think it's about the language of framing it and how to articulate ourselves in a more softer way that really doesn't offend people and then the whole toxic masculinity thing is ho is hopefully going to go away because i've never heard anything about toxic femininity have you heard it before no exactly so um i i'm it surprises me why that the toxic masculinity is so uh, like uh, there's a spotlight on it but there's no equivalent of toxic masculinity but we know that there are women who are problematic there are women who don't have values right so yeah yeah i think it's just it's it's it's, it's a strange one it's a challenging one for men these days because there's more spotlight on the guys like andrew tate who are not so kind and not so you know accommodating to other people's values so that's being amplified i think okay nice nice that was a nice response though <laughs> um oh, thank you so i'd want us as as a boy child who's maybe 18 19 Mm -hmm. um what 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 according to you will be your advice to him as he's growing up as he's seeing life challenges firsthand my advice to a 19 year or 18 or 19 year old a teen you know teenage boy is that you have to keep an eye on the world because the world is changing is it it's moving fast right now there's instagram there's youtube and wherever you look there's always somebody trying to tell you that you can probably make money quickly as quick as possible and there's these you know get rich quick schemes there's when you go on instagram there's people taking photos and traveling the world everything looks good right now but what you need to understand at such a young age is that yes you can take the world by storm but it doesn't all happen at once you know it's a journey some people do make it when they're younger and there's probably maybe your friend right now who's a 19 year old who's killing it he's killing it. he's driving the car that you would love and he's, he's he's got everything but how that person got there and how you're gonna get there is going to be a completely different journey those are separate journeys so it would be to focus on yourself more and what you really want and try to shut out the noise as much as possible because there's somebody out there trying to tell you who to be, how to act, how to dress, how to carry yourself. But what's important is just being true to yourself. Because at such a young age, 19, if you stay true to yourself by the time you get to my age, which is now I'm 30, it, you would be in such a better space of mind and you wouldn't have so many regrets because if you've made every decision, in 10 years time that is in line with who you are and what you really want to do not what you think society would applaud that would be beneficiary to you as a young man and also i think another thing would be don't do anything for clout because these days you know everyone wants to be famous and everyone wants to do the most outlandish thing so they can get the views and the money and travel and show people the world that if you're gonna do that do it properly don't don't upset people on your way up. You know, some people I've seen a lot of young people these days, they try to get these views and attention on their streams by pranking people, by disrespecting people, by 
trying to be as crappy as possible by doing these these incredible pranks on people, which sometimes could put their lives in danger. So I would say just do your best to approach things in a way that is, you know, it shows humility and dignity and know that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's going to, it's going to come whatever you want is going to come, but you have to know that you need to go through certain processes. Don't rush things. Okay. Um, then you also have a podcast. Uh, I've been listening to the wheels that you post on Instagram here and there. Nice conversations, though. Yeah. I've been listening to the reels, but I look forward to downloading the actual full podcast on my podcast yeah. platform. Um, yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So my podcast is it's an interesting one. As I said, the motivations for starting it were personal, obviously. They weren't more so about clout and anything i was genuinely just trying to help people but what i've found out in that podcast is it's become some sort it's become therapeutic to me as well because the more uh, the first few episodes i did were about me and my journey my relationship with my dad and you know losing my mom at a young age things of that nature that have impacted me and shaped me as a man and also trying to find my man. So on my podcast, I'm trying to really get in touch because I think most men don't understand that concepts such as self-care and the inner child are very, very important. These are key parts that you need to work with because you were once a boy and there's some things that happens to that little boy that made him think and see the world in a different light. So... Now that little boy is grown, he's a man, but then he's still wounded because there's some things that he didn't process well when he was younger. Because sometimes there's things that happen to us, but we don't necessarily understand them. So we hold on to them and we tell ourselves stories and shape the world based on those things. So my task now is to, on the podcast, is to help other men really get in touch with that and understand that being vulnerable is we can re redefine it you don't being vulnerable with that doesn't mean being weak doesn't mean being a simp because that's some of the pushback i get as you say from the reels and the videos i post some men come at me like oh you're simping bro stop simping i'm like how am i simping i'm just i'm honestly trying to help i'm trying to help men become the better versions of themselves through conversations because sometimes i do invite guests I've invited some of my friends. I invited some people in the mental health space to show them that, you know, there's it's, it's just not only my ideas. For example, I had a guest on about who makes candles for men. And as men, we don't necessarily associate with candles, right? And some men don't even admit that they like candles. Like, oh, no, no, you know, candles are soft, you know, the feminine. So it's like, no, bro, you know, candles are, the, you set the vibe with candles. It, it, they, it, they're not necessarily just feminine. So little things like that. And that's what my podcast is trying to do to really just bring to light that you can be yourself. You can be a man who likes candles, but maybe you can defend yourself in a verbal conversation or even physically, which is important. And which is why I think, most people such as, you know, Andrew Tate is trying to say, but he's being too 
radical about it so his message is not landing in so many people's ears because he's blocking so many people out by saying that because essentially what we're all trying to say is it's okay to be a man who likes to fight but has that under control it's okay to be a man who's articulate but also maybe likes to do recreational drugs or something like that but it's it if it's you it's you just own it and be comfortable with it so my podcast is really trying to bring those conversations to light and trying to uh, to really engage with men because they also that's why it, when I was in Beijing I was hosting events for men because I was trying to get the conversation going to also see how men see themselves and what really affects men and how we can tackle more of those issues how we can discuss more of those issues and really talk about the issues that men want to talk about without being too ashamed right Okay, nice, nice. And where can someone find your podcast? Or how can find them someone find your podcast? My podcast is everywhere on the major streaming platforms on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and I think it's on Odd Amazon as well. So many streaming like the major streaming platform is there. You can find it and yeah, the, 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 those are the just the, the main platforms where where everyone, everybody gets their podcast. So wherever you get your podcast, you probably find mine. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Um, okay, there are mainly two major things that I think um, we as men right now mm-hmm. mostly think about. One is our financial status and how we can get richer or maintain it, and two are the girls. What call the relationships and our love life and our sex life. Um, according to you, in these two areas, how can we better ourselves? First in the relationship sector and then in the financial sector as men. Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, well, when it comes to when it comes to that, I think those are definitely the issues that affect men the most. So if we start with relationships, when it comes to relationships, I think what men need to understand is that men and women are different. That may sound like such an an obvious statement, but it's really not. Most people don't understand that. So, for example, in a relationship, women value more emotional connection than most, right? For for them, uh, what's at the forefront is emotional. Whereas for some guys, mostly when they think relationship, you know, they, they think in sex, they think in, you know, the, I'm going to show off my girlfriend and stuff like that. And the, cause men are more visual or more physical. We, we, we are attracted to more the physical aspect of it. Whereas mostly women, I'm not saying for all men and all women, it's not a generalization. It's just saying mostly is that when women, what women look for is that safety. Does this guy make me feel safe? You know, does this guy sort of emotionally, can he understand me emotionally? And is he also someone I can count on? And I think it's the same for men as well. So what I think men need to really internalize more is that one, we're different. The way we would react to situation is different. So there's a study that said uh, they, they, they basically made a study with couples. So they would take a man, and put him in a room and then start basically telling him uh, that, okay, imagine if right now you're sitting here 
and your wife is having hot steamy sex with a greek you know greek gardener or something with a great body right <laughs> that would react invoke a reaction from men more as opposed when when they told the guy oh your wife just went out to have coffee with her colleague and they're having such a great time they'll be like ah oh, okay whereas for women it was the opposite when they put the women um when they were you know, analyzing the women and stuff and they said you know your husband is out on a on a coffee date or just like on a coffee with with his colleague and they're having absolutely great connection and they right that invoked more of a reaction in their brains because for women cheating emotionally is more important for them for them it they react more to the oh my guy is connecting more with a woman like emotionally because that signifies it's you're gonna leave them that's why some guys most of the time they're saying they cheat they were like oh no I, I it didn't mean nothing i just you know i just i just slept with her but it didn't mean nothing i love you right because that's more that softens the blow more or they believe and it's been scientifically proven as well that for women when it, the relationship is threatened in in the sense that the man is is connecting more emotionally and intellectually with the other woman they feel more threatened whereas us we're more physically like you know we're, we're linked physically we, we think more in those terms the oh is she having sex with that guy right that that's usually the first thought it's less more about emotionally so it's all understanding that dynamic between men and women that we think differently and what we value in relationships are co uh, like those are as men and as women we value different things so it's understanding that you're not looking for your twin because these days there's these concepts that you know you have couples who are power couples you know um they they have businesses together they're moving together it's like oh okay wow this is a power couple but you don't always necessarily have to have a someone who's your twin or who's your business partner we're all different but it's understanding the the basic concepts of how you attach how what you value in a relationship your styles of attachment your boundaries and understanding that people have traumas so we're gonna have to work through those traumas together right and move those traumas together and heal together so it's understanding that though it's not going to be fine and dandy we're not going to have all those things all the time and then that spills on to the second point which is financially that if you do understand that people are different in that sense and that us as men we react differently to relationships as women do that's why most men say they can't settle down until they have financially sorted like if it's like oh no i can't have a family right now i need to be financially stable because as men, we feel more, when it comes to healing our traumas and stuff like that, we are more, we are more focused on being competent as opposed to being, you know, oh, let's have a chat about it. We're going to feel better. Whereas women, that's how they release. I mean, some men do that as well. And I do as well, I think. Um, uh, I really, this, I, I release that way when I speak to my friends, when I speak to people i care about and release those emotions i feel i i process things better when i talk but that's not the case for most men most men need to feel competent so and that leads usually to financial things and skills so most men want the financial stability but they 
I guess right now in the world, it's not very clear what to take, which route to take uh, into your path into financial stability. And that links to your skills, really. So when you become, when, you, when you're focusing on your financial goals, you need to make sure that this is something that you are passionate about and you can really drive like this podcast. You are doing this podcast as a hobby, right? You're feeling competent. And I feel the same for me when I, when I, when I do my podcast, when I post an episode, I'm like, oh yes, that was nice. And that's not for anybody. That's for me. So, but at the same time, you do have employment. So you understand that it's all about keeping that balance that yes, finances are important, but, and they do affect the relationship we have, uh, the dating and everything else, but they are not the, the end or be all of the whole thing. Because some men think that if they have money, they're going to have love. You, you might do, but it might be artificial love because it will be love based off your things and your material. So it's all about finding that balance really. And I think for most men, what we need to realize is before we start chasing love, we really need to chase being competent at things like you right now, having this podcast, having that recognition. That's like, oh, wow, JP is really doing it. And you feel good about yourself as well. That it's not a, it's not such a task to be involved in a relationship because you might want to be involved in it, but then you're not feeling like, oh, I'm behind in life. You have goals and you've set those goals and you're working towards those goals but you're not completely out the game of dating. But you might be sacrificing your dating life for the goals you're chasing, which is also something that's important, I think. And because those two are linked, financial and, 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 and money, because most of the times what breaks down relationships and marriages is money, money issues. Most, most relationships and marriages break down because of money issues. I mean, some, some of them mostly about cheating, but it most of the times comes down to money. So I would say financially as men, it's important for us for sure to, to do that, to prioritize that, not to have money, but to be comfortable, to be able to take care of yourself and another person. Right. And then start to pursue that because if you don't, that's going to really affect you mentally because what you don't want is to be in a relationship with a woman who owns more than you, because if a woman, uh, earns more than you i'm not saying this is the case for everybody but it's been proven because our masculinity is so is in some ways because the power dynamic is different in a relationship if a woman is earning more than you right you as men we need to feel like we're in control we need to feel that because in a relationship for a relationship to really work for you as a man you're gonna be able to be in your masculine energy and so comfortable with that and that's this goes back to the point you made earlier which is about, is the world unfair to men or not? Because, and that's, it's not, that's not the case. Because if a woman is earning more than a guy, she's going to find it increasingly difficult to settle down because it's like, what do I need you for? Right. And there's been cases of this. If a woman is earning more than a man, she ends up cheating because it's like, what do I need you for? Right. I'm, I'm, she's feeling too powerful. And I'm not saying this is the case for everybody, but most of the time, if, the power dynamic is tilted to one side, the woman is going to feel as if, you know, she's running things too much and she's going to be in her masculine energy. And if a woman is operate, operating in a masculine, masculine energy in her relationship, 
that relationship is going to feel like it's missing something right? and she's going to look elsewhere. So in regards to finance and dating, I think they're intricately linked. That was a really long answer. I hope it uh, covered some of the points you were hoping for. <laughs> yeah, it covered, it covered. Nice, 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 nice. Um, my final question would be, um, what would be your advice to the youth and your take on the current state of mental health in society? My, I'll start my, my, with the current state of society because that adversely affects um, how we behave. So I'll say society right now, I think as I mentioned this before, which is that society is focused now because there's Instagram and there's traveling and people, people, everybody wants to look like they're doing something these days. Everybody wants to seem like they're the man and I mean, of course, I'm speaking for the man, but no, not 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 the women. But of course, even for the women, you know, they they I'm sure there's there's dynamics going on there that we don't really appreciate. But I think for us as men in society right now, society is changing at such a rapid level, and things are just different. You know, it's it's so it's all about just understanding that it's not going to be so straightforward how to move and how to behave because society values and there's so much i would say for for us as men society right now there's so much sexualized content out there for us like everything you watch in movies and music there's even in adverts for clothes and stuff like that and for products there's there has to be an element of sexuality and that's very provoking for us as men so I think for us now more than ever is to really be on guard, I'd say, because it starts with you. You can't change the world if you haven't changed yourself. Or, I think, you know, was it Mahatma Gandhi who said, be the change that you want to see in the world. So it's all about changing yourself first before you try to change other people. And that has been the case for me as well. So my, I guess my unsolicited advice would be to make sure that you know who you want to be. And society has so many problems right now that figure out which problem you want to solve or you wish to solve. What, what problems in society do you wish to solve for people? And then start from there because that's where you're going to find all the answers and just making sure that you are as authentic, authentic as possible and you are protecting your mentality as well because right now in the uk over here in england we have the nhs is a national health service and there's a huge backlog on a waiting list for clients say up to like seven million or something it's a ridiculous number and some people are waiting for two years to be seen in terms of you know by by professionals mm -hmm. so i would say just make sure what you put in your mind is something that is really feeding you and helping you grow in realistic and ways that are in line with who you want, wish to be with your uniqueness because we're all unique and we live in a society where everyone is pretty much sort of doing the same things you know if you need to be an influencer blah blah blah, blah. so it's all about just being your unique self and tapping into that
because once you're older, you're going to look back and know that whatever decisions you've made, and this is this has been the case for me, I know that looking back, most of the decisions I've made, excuse me, were were in line with me. I, I don't blame anybody for the decisions I've made. I don't look back and say, oh, I made a decision because you wanted me to do this, you know, blaming family and all of that. So it's just being staying true to your unique self and just driving that every day because it's a process. So you're going to have to do it every day. Remind yourself every day. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, Mr. Moyo, thank you for coming to our podcast. Thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate it. No, thank you so pleasure. much for having me, JP. It's been you've asked some really, really good questions, and the way you framed them as well made me really think about myself and how to you know move forward. So I really appreciate being here. Thank you for having me, sir. Thank you, thank you so much.